right, how long have we got? Oh, he's going to be here soon. Oh, God. Oh, everything's ready. Everything's ready. Okay, good. All right, okay. We're good to go. Come on in. Come in. Hello. Hello. I am Paul McSpooky Splodge Hardy. Hello, I'm Eli. Ooh, the Dead Zone Silverman. Oh, welcome to our I Can't Be Asked This Year <laughs> Halloween special. You really can't, can mate, you? No, mate, we've had the casino day out, we've had the Rendlesham Forest, we've done so many big things. I just thought, after last year's Halloween, where I lost an arm, and then the year before that, we went on the worst ghost hunt ever. I just thought we'd keep it, it simple. It was a bad ghost hunt. I though. just thought we'd keep it fucking simple this year. All right, fine. So the fireplace is on. Good. Right. I can feel the warmth of the fireplace. I've got a pumpkin with a candle on, crickle crackling away. You don't. None of this is real. Shut up. It's, <laughs> in the, it's the real in the mind's eye. I'm just not eye. feeling very fucking Halloween-y. I'm sorry. Do you want me to give you the willies? I'd like you to give me the genuine willies. <laughs> Hard willies. Look, look, I thought what we'd do is today, just, I've got some spooky books. Oh. So I think of this as a Paul's Perilous Page Turners this oh. week. You know what I mean? Paul's Peculiar Page Turners. Paul's Phantom... Oh, no, Phantasmagorical, yes. yes. It doesn't quite have the alliteration, but it still has the... If it was written down, it does. It does if it's written down, but this is an audio medium. <laughs> yes, it is. So... Yeah. It's Paul's perilous, peculiar, poisonous, potentially phantasm orgasm, phantasm orgasm, goria, phantasm goria of a spooky orgasm. page turner episode. So are you happy with that? Is it a cold open? This is, is it a cold a, and spooky yeah. open? I'm in a cold spot. It's our cold spot open. Yeah. <laughs> <Slimy> <laughs> <cold>. <laughs> Mouth noise. Mouth oh, noise. Should we start again? This bit. I uh, think we should start this. <laughs> I think we should just go I into I really this. think we should start again, actually. Nah, I don't think so. It's been flat. I feel flat. You're, you're flat. I'm not flat. You're flat. Pip pop, pip pop. I'm not flat. <laughs> pip pop, pip pop. I'm not flat. Good. This is our spooky, spooky Halloween episode. And we're doing it right now. Fine. I'm not redoing this. Okay, fine. Ooh, I'm going to put the willies up you. <laughs> and in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put the willies yes, up in your gonna, mouth. Yes, I'm going to knock you off yeah. again. Here we yes go. Again. Yes. It's been it's a while. Right. It's the spectacular Halloween <laughs> spot off. Yeah. And you're invited. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Just a fact of cheap show you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand brand, off, off brand brand, off. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap show. It's the price of shite. Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Hello, welcome to Spooky Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast where we go through the bargain bins of charity shops and power lands of this fair country and show you the treasure amongst the trash. Is yes. it fair? Is it a fair society we mm, live in, Paul? Discuss. I think a lot of people would question that very, mm, that dis very, discuss that very thing. Yes, discuss. It's like Squid Game. Squid Game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could do Squid Game. We, we, you know what? Someone said to us recently, we should do a parody and call it Quid Game. Yeah. And I was like, great, but that's where the joke stops because I can't think of anything clever. <laughs> Couldn't. And besides, by the time we get round to it, it'd be like, oh, no one's onto Squid Game anymore. It's all some other bloody show, Cowboy Bebop. I think it's funny how these podcasts actually spring up when there's a popular show like that. The Squid Game podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because there's they know several, that's a good way they? to get audiences involved when they go, here's a popular show everyone's watching, and now it's a podcast to go with it. I know, but it's, um, oh. it's, not, a, it's not a great foundation to try and build a long, long lasting podcast on is it no because it can only and that's be why about cheap that show one thing. keeps on giving week after week well, after week after what, week after me. week after week what not giving me the willies so i think we should have maybe some spooky music get ourselves right. a bit you know all, all right. right yeah let's get the mood get a bit, oh, i've got know? the fireplace on i've yeah, got, the, got <laughs> the fucking fireplace on I've that's i put a cobweb up oh. although it's it we are in the house of pie and mash or whatever it's fucking called <laughs> and, and you keep it in such a bad state of egg sausage mash yeah 
It's, you're in the house. If we're of, talking about the reality of what's depicted in the painting there, should be the win the, the ESM. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're in the old ESM. I've spooked it up by painting that sausage to be a zombie sausage. It is a zombie sausage. I can it's see a pale its brains. zombie sausage. See, I've put an effort. What in. does a zombie sausage say? It says walls. <laughs> walls. <laughs> you know what, Eli? That's good. Oh, I just that was good. Like, that one. The last that was really from the subconscious straight yeah, to my no, mouth. Good one. Because <laughs> I thought that was going to go perilously off the cliff. <laughs> you know. Now, the fireplace is on, Paul. Yes. But crickle crackle. <laughs> I like the crickle crackle what you've done with the imaginary pumpkin as yeah. well with the candle. Lovely. See what I've carved into it. <sighs> what have you carved in? Pass it over. Shove you it can round. see it's obviously. Turn it round. Yeah. All right. What is it? It's a penis. Yes, yeah. it's a penis. <laughs> it's a spooky penis. It's actually nice uh, carved spunk bubble Droplets, coming yeah. off yeah not bubble it's, it's not a, a bubble pool what is a spunk bubble <laughs> listen <laughs> if you ever come and there's been a bubble formed out just on top of your meters like a dome yes yeah. that what is that you've got problems down they there haven't. you've got gas pockets i've just got to stop drinking fairy liquid <laughs> <laughs> is that part of your peaky you do fairy yeah, liquid yeah. little cup every morning for glands that do dishes <laughs> are as hard as my groin it's We're bubbly knobbly job <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> That's what it needed. It needed bubbly, lovely job loft. <laughs> now, yeah. it's not very Halloween y, basically, is what I'm saying. I know. So let's have some spooky music. Let's do it. What's the first choice to set the spooky mood? Uh, it's. Uh, it's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, do you? I do. You're too confused. It's a record I picked up recently, but I've known about the existence of it for a while, Paul. Mild green, fairy splodge <laughs> off. Bubbly, spanky, splodge job. <laughs> and you know what, as well? I hope our international listeners are just going, what the fuck are they laughing at? Because <laughs> it's green. That's quite Halloween y, the fact it's green. Green spunk? Yeah, yeah it would be. <laughs> yeah. It's That's my it. spooky gush love. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking tied the circle in it now, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, we managed to make that whole thing about drinking. Fairy liquid and cum and bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Halloween-y. We so did. well done. No. So the first is it officially sort of a spooky Silverman's platters. Yeah. Think. So we do have a patron saint. Yes. Of we do. Of this segment. Yeah. Traditionally. Yeah. That is Clyde McFatter. He's yeah. no longer with us, but we can no. contact him via the dead. Via the dead. Via, <laughs> via ghosts. No, the dead are. Hey, hang on. We've got Derek Akora's Sam. We haven't used him in a while. Let me just see if he's here. Sam! Yeah, Sam's here. All right. He said he never left. I, I'll just sort of. He said he I saw everything. I can channel McFatter. And, yeah. and then Sam can speak to him. Yes. Okay, so Sam, can you come forward, please, just Sam? Just get him to. I'm gonna, almost going to get into being McFatter there, but. Right. Could you. Is that not going to be troubling considering, you know. What, his, his ethnic, ethnicity? Yeah. No, I won't. I'm going to totally keep it skirt neutral. That. Voice I'm neutral. Totally neutral. I would. It's be a spooky I'll, voice, Paul. Good, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to. It'd be gonna, my voice, basically. Let me just yeah. speak to Sam. Sam. He'll talk with my voice, okay? Sam, we're, we're trying to reach McFatter. Can you can you help? Oh, he says he can. He's help channeling now. He's help channeling. Hello. This is McFatter. What can I do for you? I had a long career. I was in the spinners working with Harvey Fuqua. And I had several records throughout very major genres like R&B, rock and roll, soul, and even some disco stuff. Uh, Sam's saying you sound like Grumpy Sessions. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm Clyde McFatter. I thought I was here to introduce the segment. Please do, Clyde McFatter. Welcome to Silverman's Spooky Platters!
Oh, yes, so that, what was that first track? That was uh, Soul Dracula by Hot Blood. Soul Dracula? So by Hot Blood, it comes off an LP Dutch, no, German band. German band. Sorry. Oh, yeah, tell us a bit more about this band, because have we used them on the show before? Because it sounds like Mephisto a little bit, doesn't it's it? It's not Mephisto, Mephisto is no, by know. Mandrake. But it's, they have a similar and you know vibe. What Mephisto, oh, totally, it's horror disco, it's the subgenre of horror disco. Was that a whole thing, horror disco? Yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been, because it kind of leads into the next track we're going to play. I love play, that. But I love that as a genre. Yeah. That, and it, there it, aren't that many examples of it, though, are there? I think it, if Not you without just, getting really niche. If you looked behind the, the curtain, you'd find a lot. There was a whole LP that that was off. And was it all horror-based? Yeah. So it had a song called... Um, Baby Frankenstein or something? What was it? it? Uh, Boogie, my Boogie Frank. A long-playing Frank- record, Dracula and Company. So, so it wasn't an album, it was like just maybe three or four tracks, like an EP? No, it was an LP. Oh. Dracula and Company by Hot Blood. Disco horror songs on there, Baby Frankie Stein. Baby Frankie Stein, yes, and for blackmail. sure, Baby. I don't know what blackmail is, that horror? It's either, you know, a, a kind of Hitchcockian thing, maybe. or a potentially racist song. No, because, you know, like, the horror genre, it's been defined different ways, hasn't it? The, yeah. whole, the whole genre of horror. And of course you have horror films, Yes. And then horror literature is different. Do you yeah. see what I mean? What could be included as horror literature, maybe? Do you see what I'm getting well, at? Well, like Frankenstein's a great example. Is that horror? Is it goth? What I'm saying you know what is I mean? Psycho is often put into the pantheon of horror films. Whereas, I, do you see what I mean? Yes. It's considered a horror, well, Psycho. It, but it's at right the time on the it was called a thriller, wasn't it? the crime thriller edge yeah. of it, isn't it? Because it has that pulp novel feel. And it has no supernatural. Not well. Does it? What psycho? Yeah, no, there's nothing supernatural in psycho. But yeah, I mean, he's I insane. Guess, but the whole he's, yeah, he's I guess, I guess. You just it does leave a little question though about you know whether he is genuinely haunted by his mother. Why at the end? I'm, I've not read the book. And I think the book's probably a little bit more basic. Yeah, but probably film, not that great. The film does kind of have a haunted house feel to it though. Oh yes, he's using definitely. That's yeah, he's horror using, tropes. Yeah, he's using horror tropes. The haunted house, but he's yeah. subverting it, isn't it? Because it's, it's a, more it's like a, a work of crime genius drama. It's a fantastic film. Yeah. Psycho, you know what it's most famous for? Featuring a toilet. Yes. Which is much more on my no, level. No, that was, that was a big deal. She flushes it right at the, to- at the beginning. You hear he, it He should have gone further. You should have seen the turd. You should have, no, you should have seen the <laughs> camera. Janet Lee's no, turd is this, going is this, down. This is Hitchcock, so it would have been classy. You would have like had right. a camera face the wall, right? And then you'd hear a... Ugh. You know, and then a bloop, and then it would pan slowly. Have like a vertigo style shot that's spinning from above yeah. as the turd goes down. <laughs> well, actually, it'd be very similar to uh, her, her final shot with her eye in the sinkhole. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it would be a big turd. <laughs> I bet he wanted to do that. What, film Janet Lee's turd? He did. He was a filthy. Set up this camera. I, 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 I want it underneath the glass table. <laughs> Yeah, love Psycho. Um, so with Hot Blood, Dracula. Yeah. It's not bad musically. Did they do anything else, this band, Hot Blood? No, it was just that one LP. Was it like session players who got together or Probably. was it like a... a I f- mean, disco is the first re- time really when music started to become disassociated from any particular group of musicians. You see what I mean? Right. They kind of interchange when things like in dance music or house or whatever now. The, sort of, the, the sound is more is than the interchangeable artist. Yeah. Completely. And you could have different people performing, yeah. you know, and you not have a real band. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. That really started with disco. That's the first era where you just have a bunch of musicians and you'd have the different names and then it ca- I guess associated with the songwriters or whatever. You know. Because also disco became, in many respects, because of songs like this and things like Disco Duck, they became novelty songs in some respects as well. It was a huge genre for novelty. It, it was such a... Uh, and I guess for rap. An all-spanning genre. It just absorbed all these genres, didn't it? Yeah. Easy listening... You know, Latin. All, all of that stuff, yeah, yeah, becomes absorbed, and that's Soul. why there was a backlash. Well, yeah, Soul really struggled. Yeah, Disco it, was the Marvel films of its time. Soul really struggled, and a lot of people, you know, if they didn't get a crossover hit, they were they completely went into obscurity, which is like why the Blues Brothers actually resurrected those people's careers. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, which is amazing to think. Now, Aretha Franklin, you think she's an absolute, you know, legend yeah. of music. But like, at that time, she was struggling to keep yeah. herself relevant. And it's because of disco. It's because they were kind of left behind. The whole R&B world was changing, and disco had a lot to do with it. And, and Dan Aykroyd had a big part of, you know, bringing that music to, I'm not going to say the mainstream, because it was mainstream, but, you know, like, to kind of remember, go, hey, look, remember these people? Yeah. Remember this music? But it's just, yeah. What? Well, it's all to do with, like, the, the racism in, in America, well, yeah, yeah, the yeah, racist yeah, yeah. structures. Yeah, I'm reading true. a book about it now. Anyway, so 
It was a one-hit wonder. They're seen as a one-hit wonder. Which is for fair this enough. Hot blood, Dracula. Well, great. I wish we could get. I like the but baby dun, Frankenstein. Dun, does it go like that? Dun, dun, dun. It goes oh, 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 and he's like, I wish. You know what? Ooh, oh, ah, you know, ah, Mephisto ah, has ah. totally has the edge. It does because it, because it's, it has that spunking bit. That's why it has that bit. He goes, oh, and she goes, I do want it or something, <laughs> doesn't she? And he goes, oh, Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. And then you have that sound effect. That <laughs> There's none of that on this. No. It's just you, him you going, get, ah, ah. He sounds pretty sleazy. Yeah. Dracula on this. But it'd be better if there was a bit where he goes, yes, no, you're... Or, job me off. I want to bite your yeah, neck. Yeah. You know, something like and that. And have a lady go, instead of, uh, she should go, ooh, I do want to. Because that's what... <laughs> Well, that's what happens in Mephisto, doesn't it? Because he's like, yeah. and she's like, no, no, no. no. And she's like, yes. Yeah. So that's why it's really disturbing. And then it's like, yeah. Mephisto. Oh, Mephisto. <laughs> the Jeremy Beadle of horror. So, uh, so I this think one's it, similar, but it, you're right. It it's lacks. not bad musically, but I mean that Mephisto song has more structure and it's a bit of a better tune. Yeah, as it's well. a bit of a better tune. This one's all right. Yeah, I, I quite like it. It's yeah. quite nicely produced, sort of, you know. No, no. As I say, lovely thing. But yeah, it was destined to burn brightly and then disappear forever. Yeah. Which brings us to our next track. Just one more thing, Paul, on Hot Blood Dracula. Just one more thing. Weirdly, yeah. if you go to Who Sampled, they, there's a band called Mephisto who sampled this. <laughs> and that's it! Rotato turd. Rotato turd. Rotato turd. Ah, oh, I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Right, okay, so the song I've picked to set the mood is something that we've talked about briefly on the in the show in the past, oh, but never covered. This is right. Uh, it's so far up our street that it's sort of, This know, is lodged. one of those songs that is both kind of well-known and also not well-known at all. Like, if you caught it on the radio, which is very rare, you'd go, oh, yeah. Well, it was a big deal for me. Right. So you're just As a child. So we're going to finally get into the guts of this next track. You may remember it. It's from 1986, and it's called... Amterville, parentheses, House on the Hill by Lovebug Starsky. And it sounds a little bit something like this. Well, I was going to a party in Amityville. Matter of fact, it was the house at the top of the hill. But I would have never went for nothing in the world except I got an invite for one of my girls. Over the fence, the atmosphere around will keep you in suspense. So I rang the doorbell like it ain't no thing. And this gruesome guy came and said, Hello, Starsky. I understand they call you the love bug. What a cute little bug. I'd like to put you between my fingers. <laughs> it's the house on the hill. Very of its time, right? It's got that um, early... Well, here's the thing. So I didn't know much about the song. It's one of those songs that, you know, we watch Todd in the Shadows and you think, why hasn't he talked about it on, on one of his Halloween... Yeah, on his Halloween specials. That's because it wasn't a one-hit one wonder Wonderland. in America no, at all. it was only a one-hit wonder here. It did, did it not tr even trouble the charts in America? It got, no, it's not, there's nothing about it in America. It didn't even trouble the top 100. It got to number 12 in the UK, that and song. Only 12 here. And if you look at... I like, remember it being like a number one. I, because I heard it and I used to like kind of look out for it and they'd play it three or four... It was on rotation. It was on ro radio a lot because it was also, it's similar to um, Rockwell's Somebody's Watching Me. can't remember what came out first though. Well, that's a proper song though, Rockwell's. This is like... No, Rockwell, but they're somebody both watching proper me. songs. No. But they're both of the similar kind of 80s hip-hop jerky you know, rap f feel. There's no rap in Somebody's Watching Me. No, but what I'm saying is... It's and got it's got that Michael Jackson chorus thing. <laughs> which is sort of quite... Do you see what I mean? They're different. Yeah. I don't think Somebody's Watching Me... But they're cut from the same cloth. We at least agree with that. In terms of production and the sound of the they're 80s and that era, Yes, but one is a, an out-and-out -out novelty record. Yes. Referencing directly referencing in the title uh, an existing horror franchise. Yes. Right? And Rockwell's, that's like a song. Kind that, of a, that's a novelty because it was a one-hit wonder. It wasn't really a novelty. It's not a novelty, but it was a novelty because it was a one-hit wonder. Yes, and it has elements of horror novelty about it. But yes, it always but it turns up. Look, like, if we've got a spectrum from like proper song to novelty song. Yeah. 
Amateur feels right at the novelty song end. Well, yeah, because it has like a Star Trek yeah, impression at the say. end. I mean, that's weird what we'll voices. get to. We'll get to that. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting element of the tune. Yeah. But it's when you see like Halloween playlists, it's like it's always in there, Rockwell. It is. And in Thriller and Ghostbusters. Yes, and but this maybe is, Feed My Frankenstein. Yes. You know, and stuff like that. Feed My ah, Frankenstein. Does he mean what? His, his hey, bum no, hole? No, or? he literally means monster. Feed My Monster. And then I'm going to eat you. But the, it, Frankenstein doesn't eat anything. No, I know. He but, runs you know, on electricity, doesn't he? Yeah, but I don't think... I, I, I don't, Frankenstein's monster. I'd have to look at the lyrics again to Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein. He gets a really big clamp on you. his knob, don't he? Who? Frankenstein's monster. I thought you were going to talk about Alice Cooper. He gets big clamps on each bollock. And... <laughs> yeah, Is that how he gets got, himself half of the bride? You know those, those, those um, screws on the each side of his head? Yeah. He's got those in his nuts. His bollocks. Yeah, well fucking done <laughs> for that comedy image. Hey? Yeah, Frankenstein. Crank up. Crank up the knob. Let's, let's roll with that idea. So let's imagine. Can you imagine the bride of Frankenstein on their wedding night? Oh, Frankie boy, get it up. I need the spanner. <laughs> Crank it. What a lovely comedy moment. I'm moving on. I'm Jemima. No, her name's. <laughs> That's it. I can't no. remember what her name is in The Bride oh, of Frankenstein. You fucking what? Because The Bride of Frankenstein's in the film as The Bride of Frankenstein. I've never seen it. I'd like to see it. It's meant like to be really three good. Three minutes at the end. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. You, so the, it's like a plot twist. It's like right at the very end, he goes, I've made you a wife yeah. or something. And then she goes, she wakes up, she goes, oh no, it's a monster. I'm a monster. But goes mad and then sets itself on fire image. and burns it all down. It's an amazing image. Yeah. Though. No, it's yeah. great. I'm not saying it's not a bad film, but like The Bride of Frankenstein features surprisingly little in the plot. Yeah. I've never seen it. I really want, that's one I should watch because I love the oh, original. Oh yeah, both of James Wales. Is it James Wales? Yeah, James Wales horror films, the Frankenstein and then that he did, you know, back to back. Okay. Anyway, so... Lovebug Starsky, who made that song. He was a um, New York rapper, is that yes. right? Yes. Uh, his no. real name is Kevin Smith, not the director of Clerks. No. Uh, best known for his stage name, Lovebug Starsky. This is all taken from Wikipedia, just obviously. Uh, American MC. He began his career as a record boy in 1971 as hip-hop first appeared in the Bronx. What does that mean, a record boy? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that record boy. Someone who Is it someone maybe who looks after the records during, you know, plays like the records, yeah. You know, like someone has to protect the record the, or like organise the, the record. No, you, know, like, you know when people are mixing and like, people are handing them records? Perhaps that's it. Something yeah, like that. Perhaps it's, For speed. Yeah, the person who's organising the DJ's So someone's box. just mixing and the other, one's the other person just handing who's them the record. Who carries the box. Sort of Maybe. Yeah. If you know, please get in touch. <laughs> uh, no, I've never heard that term before. It's strange. He became a DJ uh, at the Disco Fever Club so in So he became a DJ. So it does suggest you're sort of like an assistant and then you move, you move up on. to, that, to yeah. actually playing the records yeah. and uh, cutting and scratching, obviously, as well. Yeah. He is one of the two people... Here's the thing. He is one of the two people who may have come up with the term hip-hop. Yeah, that's a fucking crazy Starsky claim to fame, claimed he coined the phrase while trading the two words back and forth while improvising lines with Keith Cowboy of the Furious Five during a farewell party at a friend who was going to the army. Yeah, crazy. And then it kind of just talks about his music and, like, the British group Mars would sample a song of his called Positive Life ah. for the 87 track Pump Up the Volume. Right, which is... That's great song. Yeah. That's uh, one of that's my earliest probably experience of sort of um what like sampling realizing music was sampled samples. yeah it's huge, it's pure samples isn't it oh, I couldn't tell you it's been you a know, while it's, I know volume. I know it but I don't know how much of it he says he goes bop bop the volume bop bop the this volume. is a journey into sound well, that's a british thing from that's a sample from a british this is a journey into, into sound. sound yeah all of those classic yeah you know, it's a template for so much that came after, is all I'm saying. He recorded a song for the soundtrack of the 86 film Rappin', which is on Atlantic Records. And it featured this, um, this he had an album called House Rocker, and that featured the song Amityville House on the Hill, a parody song named in reference to the film The Amityville Horror, which was still reasonably popular. I think there was a third sequel at this point. They have all sorts of sequels. Yeah. People don't talk about that. There's like Amateurville Cop or something like that. No, and there's, there's like Amateurville Dollhouse and Amateurville Lamp yeah, or they The just, Evil Escape. It just becomes a... So now if you ha if you buy an object from the house, that's now got a demon right. up its arse. Oh I, bought a, I bought, oh, I went to that yard sale outside the Amateurville house and I bought this unusually scary looking clock. I'm just going to hang it here. Yeah. So it's become a franchise. Has it got more sequels? I think than, there was like, a remake in the early 2000s with Ryan Reynolds in... Uh, oh, there was a Hammerdale film that good? came out two years ago that was had there? Jennifer Jason Leigh in, and no one remembers it got released I don't at all. Any of exactly, this. because Hammerdale is just this reasonably baggy license that people can apparently snap up. Is the first film good? <laughs> uh, yes and no. 
it's good in terms of it's a good tropey haunted house. It's got film. those bits with the flies that are effective. Yeah, is that right. The thing is, it came out at a, at a time when like horror the Exorcist was becoming still big. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was off the back of that. It was like horror was real now. It was moving away from gothic and the and the overly kind of dramatic melodramatic horror of Hammer films and Amicus and things, yes. and was evolving. And so Exorcist, the, Exorcist, yes. the Omen, Amateur all fell into the kind of modern day haunted house social sort of realist. Yes. Thing the entity with Barbara Hershey is another great example of that's a disturbing and then Poltergeist. Film. Have you seen the entity? Yes, it's so disturbing. That it's film. it's a very weird film with a very strange scene. And where like it's like she it's like she's being that relationship she has with the doctor in it. Yes, it's like there's something it's just nasty. Icky well, about it's got it. the same I mean? vibe as Exorcist in terms of it's got that science versus the supernatural feel that yeah. was going on. But it's not as good. A, a, the, good, no, the entity good doesn't really stand up no. and the last 20 minutes is pure fucking fantasy because yeah. they recreate her house in a science yeah, lab so they can trap the ghost and it all, with yeah, ice it, or something and it, it throws all the stuff yeah. around it, had quite a, it must have had quite a large budget although because that was again because horror was kind of I'm not going to say in vogue but like those films were, more, were making yeah. lots of money and it so you'd look for the next sort of example the entity yeah isn't it yeah. I, I like it, but I don't think it stands up. Like a lot of films from the late seventies, early eighties, like The Changeling, and 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 that you know, ending with the polt- Poltergeist, which Poltergeist be- is fucking great. Poltergeist took all of that and then took it to the ambulance yeah, field. Yeah, he's like he also has a sort of Barnum vibe, Toby yeah, Hooper. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? He can really, he's a real showman. It's a nice. It, I, I, do you know what I mean? Like he's a, a nice real showman as a director. He yeah. can like really like just. Pull it's it a nice out. like spooker blast, as, yeah. as, as, as Sam yeah. Raimi would call but it. It has those of. elements, like you say, the social realist that had already been building up to yeah. it, I suppose. Because think about yeah. it, what horror was mythical monsters and upper class gents solving yeah. spooky yeah. stories in the past, you know? Yeah. And then it became... The period You know, yeah. it, it went away from big gothic mansions and then and ended up as small houses yeah. on, on new estates. Yeah, which is... You weird. moved the stones, but you didn't move the bodies! Yes. That whole thing. But you... Should have done it that. It needed to do that, didn't it? Yeah. Because it, it, you can't be scared. You know, Dracula or whatever, it's like this woman in a sort of, you know, like an an old-fashioned dress and like all of this yeah, stuff. It just sort of always, removes it from... Horror always really, when it's good, reflects its period quite well. And so when you look at, like, the 50s horror movies, they were mostly, like, big monsters, ants, you know, swarm. Yeah, nuclear. Uh, yeah, and, 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 it all beca- and then, like, the, six, uh, and then the 70s and 80s were all about the kind of upper mobility of the middle classes and things like that and more realistic stories and then when we get to the 80s the fantasy came in and Ghostbusters took the realism the science of all those films and then pushed it back into the phantasmic so that's yes, why but it's it got was a, a comedy gothic. everybody yeah, but, hello but no but Ghostbusters still has strong horror elements and still has a lot of Lovecraftian elements as well yes. which is you know not what a lot of horror was doing mainstream back then. If so Dan O'Croy nice had anything to do with a film, he'd put something occult in it, like yeah. Dragnet. Yeah, he put occult in it, that. But I he mean, didn't that, write that. He didn't write that, though. He must have had some kind of hand in making it a, a satanic I cult. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Well, I think that. Anyway, yeah, it was number 12 in the UK charts. Lovebud Starsky then sank into a cocaine dependency, was in prison for possession of illegal substances in 87, and on release in 91, he returned to DJing at the Disco Fever Club. And then he died just a couple of years ago. He died of a heart attack in Las Vegas in 2018, yeah. Yeah. He died whilst moving speakers out of storage into his apartment. Oh, that's sad. Very fascinating. Always, I found this record, and I just assumed it was a huge hit because it was so big in my life. Yeah, but I loved not really. it for the novelty reasons. And it has a bit in it where a guy does just random impressions. But is it him? Is it him doing the impression? Well, you have to look at this. We All have right, to get I'm, to the bottom of this, look. Paul, because I don't think it is. I think it's just like a guest who's like a, a voices guy who he just asked to be on the record. Yeah, but who would that be, though? You know what I mean? Performer, guest star, Curtis Blow. No, Curtis Blow is a rapper. Words by M. Rhymes. <laughs> I've read that wrong, then. Producer, Curtis Blow. Yeah, Curtis Blow's produced. Stephen yeah. Loeb. And I thought that was Rod Hull, but it's Rod Hugh or something. But it, I, I literally read it as well, Rod who's, Hull. Who's the impressions guy? It must be Love Curtis stars. Blow. It's not. And what else does he do? He does Spock, or does he do like? Does he do like? He does John um, Wayne or something. But no, he does um, the Boris Karloff voice. He does Boris Karloff. But this is the other thing I was going to say as well. Was isn't there an element of like? Remember, like when they, when we listened to that thing about last podcast on the left, we were talking about you know hip hop and stuff, and they were saying how the early music was really cheesy and about monsters and Dracula. There was like hip hop Dracula songs and yes, well, gangster rap on the West Coast that they they started sort of out started with being but basically novelty records, and that yeah. would have been about the same period, wouldn't it? Early to mid eighties, later, yeah, later. No, 80s. that that cheesy stuff would have been probably around the mid yes. eighties, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. So th- that Starsky, that loved book Starsky, wouldn't have been so weird then as a no. result. No. That's what I mean. 
it's it, you know yeah. hip hop had this whole period where there was a lot of novelty in it wasn't there and, it and was, that was that period yeah you're right but where was that novelty stuff played was it played in clubs was it radio play it just seems like it, they were all kind of daft yeah it's funny isn't it it is and funny and then it became more serious obviously yeah well there you go who's doing the invo- impressions I you don't, don't know. know I don't know who what's did so ev- weird as well I think it demonstrates the difference between the way Halloween is celebrated on either sides of the pond because in in America, you can dress up like as a fireman, and that's Halloween. For Halloween, yeah. Or you could dress up as, uh, you know, a sci-fi uh, character or a muffin or anything. Uh, it's just the fact of your dressing up. You could dre- dress you up as I mean? a big squeezy bottle of furry liquid. You see what I'm getting at? My it doesn't have to it. be spooky. It's sort yeah. of like a just a costume. Yeah, uh, tradition. it's just fancy dress, isn't it? Although there's also the spooky elements with the with the pumpkins and yeah. the monsters yeah, 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 and yeah. witches and stuff. But here, you would go well. You know, you have to dress up as something horror adjacent, at least, or something spooky. Yeah, but these days, but it so on really his matter. record, which is like a, a novelty horror rap record, yeah, he's like, yeah, do James D. Kirk. That's Halloweeny. Do you see what I'm? Oh, I see at? what you mean. It was just like, let's it doesn't just matter. Just doing a yeah, which is weird. It's such a weird thing about that record that he does James D. Kirk impression. It's it's full Spock. of odd. Does he go Spock? Spock? Because <laughs> there's that there is that actor who's well known for doing a. Um, impressions and I forget his fucking name now so it you know it might have been someone like him yeah Kevin Pollock was Woody Allen William Shatner and Columbo Kevin Pollock is an actor he's, he's one of the things where you recognise his face yeah. when you see him but he's like well known for doing Captain Kirk so maybe he turned up to do a few voices on this I just find it mysterious that you can't find out well, unless it was Love Bug Starsky or Could Curtis be. Blow we don't know do you know it wouldn't be Curtis Blow because he was like a a rapper yeah I know. He did rapping well, for Christmas. He, did, he was like one of those really Maybe his guys. party trick was, hey, I can do William Shatner. You don't know. You <laughs> yeah, don't know. I don't know that. Anyway, I hope we've set the mood now. <laughs> Have you got the fireplace on? I've, got, so, I've just turned it off. Oh. So I turn it back on. There you go, it's is on. It so, so let's keep on with the spooky, spooky feel. And I've got some spooky books for us to read now. Should we do that? Yes. Yay. Yay. i got nothing. <laughs> You've got nothing. Turn it Ooh. off. Oh, So you've hit on my hideout, Mighty Max. Well, now it's fully hit on you. <laughs> Come, Max, meet my friends. <laughs> That'll stop you playing with my missiles. Fancy a dip in the pool? <laughs> Have a good look around, Max, because it's the last thing you'll ever see. <laughs> Can Max angle his way out, or will he wind up his fate? His fate's in your hands. Ha-ha! Hi, Dr. Dreadful here. And this is the Dr. Dreadful Drink Lab. <laughs> Makes lots of gross things that taste great. Magic liquid and care for a putrid potion. Oh, mm, tasty. Here, have a squirmy worm. <laughs> now Dr. Dreadful's grossest goodies. Monster wart. Excellent. The Dr. Dreadful Drink Lab makes carbs of gross things again and again. Batteries not included. It's totally and gross if you love slime then it's about time for oozers it's slime time oozing with fun try squeezing one they're monstrous life each sold separately attention all ghostbusters be on the lookout for haunted humans wanted Granny Gross. She's no sweet old lady. Wanted. Tombstone Tackle. He's no hero. Wanted. Ex-cop. He's not on your side. To catch these ghosts, you need the real Ghostbusters. There's Peter. Egon. Winston. Ray. Each sold separately. They're running out fast. Fire on. Yes, the fire's on. Oh, you're going to blow off some it's dust a, in my face. A, there's no, wait, <laughs> just stop. Let me get to the bit where I blow, blow the dust. off. Now, let me just go to my spooky library of uh. haunted tomes and pull down a few books for us to investigate. Ah, here's some. Oh, it's spooky um, in here. Yeah. Ah, oh, bit dusty. Let me blow off the dust. Blow off the dust. <sighs> Oh, it all came off. <laughs> it all came <laughs> off. My dusty spores. Oh, <laughs> no. Is there spores? Yeah. You can impregnate me in their mouth. No. 
Yeah. Now the young spores boy. in the now young dust Eli. come in my mouth. And then it will grow all tentacle things coming out my mouth. Now. All bubbles. Now flesh mas- bubbles. Master Eli. All squirming in my Shut mouth. Shut up. <laughs> Ulcerous worm squirmer in my mouth. I'm trying to make it scary round here, no, right? You, no, that was scary. If no. someone blew some fucking spores off a book into someone's mouth and they got mouth pregnant with squid babies, squid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When you put it like that, yeah. it's a horrible. Imagine opening your mouth one day and like all these squids start coming get out some, from the gaps some, in your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So can we get some some what? proper horror tropes going in this? The fire's Not, on. Yeah, the fire's on. And that was well spooky. It is, because the crickle crackle like, of the fireplace. And library, I blow some dust off. Come on, done? mate. I want to get the willies. I want to get the hard willies. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three books. I want to get the hard, cold willies. Three books I discovered in charity shops, and they're all spooky books. We're going to start with this one okay. first. This one is one of these books I love finding in charity shops. It's a 70s supernatural book. But it's hardcover, and it's got loads of photographs in, and it's got that nice 70s feel to it. Coffee coffee table book. Yeah. It's called Great Hauntings. It's a hardback. And uh, if you like to see uh, images of everything that appears on the show, you can go to our website. Our spooky website, (laughs) thecheapshow.co.uk. Very good. On message. Dot com. uh, in the popular tradition, ghosts are spectres of the dead who haunt romantic locations such as Glamis Castle and the famous Grey Lady. But spirits. What's the Grey Lady? It's a Grey Lady that haunts that castle in Scotland. Oh, I, oh, I thought they were, he was listing another location. Like no. The Grey Lady, like a pub. So it That'd features. That'd be a shit name for a pub, wouldn't it? The Grey Lady. I bet imagine there is one. What the sign, the Grey Lady, you could have like two ladies' legs, yeah? Yeah. Just cut off on the top, but then there's this huge. Grey buff. <laughs> Just poking down. That's a great sign. It's not, actually. It's the actually really bad. They called the Grey Lady. Oh, we'll pop into the Grey Lady later under when she merkin. opens. Kiss me under the Merkin. <laughs> it's a Merkin. I'd hate to be there for Christmas. Is that, they, well, that's why they call her the Grey Lady, Paul. Because of her Merkin. Because of her huge grey Merkin. Right, so what? In life, she had a Merkin. In life, she couldn't grow a single pube. <laughs> right, great. So, <laughs> in death. She is forever looking for a merkin. Yeah. She can't no, find she it. No, she has it on. Right. And she brushes with you. If she brushes the merkin <laughs> across your face when you were sleeping, you've been touched you've by, been the touched by the grey lady. And a I merkin. Think Grumpy Sessions actually appeared in a film version of that. No, he was the ice cream man in that, as oh, we all I know. See, yeah. yeah. So in this book, it talks about the re- legend of Borley Rectory, which is like that's a very famous yeah, one, isn't it? We, uh, we know we've covered that I think in the past somewhere along the line. Uh, American spook lights. Don't know what that is. American Spook Lights. That's all it says, American Spook Lights. That sounds like a sort of impro school, doesn't Hi it? Hi, everyone. Yeah, we're the American Spook Lights, and we're <laughs> going to have some fun tonight. Can I have an object, please? Yeah, uh, it's uh, a ball. Uh, it's an eye. It's a, gonna, I'm it's a, a butt plug. And now we're going to do this. Uh, can you give us a genre, please? A, a kind of genre of movie. Noir porn. Oh, God. We're going to do a noir porn. Okay, everyone, let's do this. Before She came into the room spreading her big fanny legs. Right, okay, <laughs> no, stop it. Stop it now. I said, what's a dame like this with a huge dildo hanging in her ass doing in a place like this? He's bouncing around the room now. <laughs> oh, come on. Read us a ghost story then, Paul. So this book is full of really interesting stories. Actually, it's reasonably well written. It's not one of these ones that goes, and there are many sceptics who don't believe this story. It's actually kind of like tonally quite neutral. It just presents these stories. Well, it had what was the phrase it uses on the back? To It says... What? In the tradition, it says. In popular tradition, in popular tradition, ghosts are spectres of the dead, isn't it? Yeah. From from the whole argument of reality. Intellectually, kind of yeah. distancing yourself from yeah. the yeah the emotional parts of it. So th- this book's put full of you know story about the Borley Rectory, which you know to be fair, listen to the last podcast on the left, two parter about that because they go into an, enough detail to get a good idea of the story. What do they think? Is they do think there's anything? They think there's something that is there un- un- unexplained. Yeah, but yeah. Th- they unfortunately. Most of the legend comes from Harry Price, who investigated it to, before it burned down in the 30s. And he, they believe he added he a lot a of... He was a con man. No, they reckon that he added a lot of unnecessary detail to the okay. haunting, which kind of fudged a lot of the genuine stuff that right. was reported in the past. And people came to look poorly on Borley Rectory simply because <laughs> Harry rhyme? Price... I want another rhyme. Well... I'm going to get my confectionery for poor old, poorly old, poor Borley oh, Rectory. fuck off. Fuck I you, wish fuck balls, cock tits. The grey lady brushes you with her merkin. And then it talks about a, a German office which had its own haunting, 
which I might come back to another time and talk about this one, because it's an interesting oh, story. Oh, that's in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting story. To boil it down to the most basic element, it's about this office in Germany that had this weird haunting, which means the phones are ringing all the time and the power wasn't working. They and got no thousands other, of phone calls Yeah, these from, weird bursts. Yeah, that were coming that, from inside no the office. Could, no one can disconnect it yeah. or anything. And yeah, it's it's a weird that story. That is a very strange. They think it's poltergeisty. They still film with that. Maybe they have. They we do don't one a bit know. like Fincher's um, Zodiac, where it's just a bit unsettling and nothing really is explained. Yeah, they could do something like that. But it's you know an interesting story. It does spin off into maybe a poltergeist tale later on when they think it might have been attached to one of the ladies yeah, who worked I want, in the office. Yeah, but what are we going to do to tell the story? Like they start getting killed by the no, phone. No, no one flies, gets killed. The phone flies into her eye. No. Ah! To and be the fair. skull explodes, and then there's a huge electric shock monster, and he's coming no. out, and he's like, Ooh. "No, do you know what it sadly is? It's mostly the story is full of mostly German office workers going, well, this would not do. It's literally like they yeah. they don't they don't like the it's dis- an annoyance the chaos of it. Yeah. yeah, this is not good. It is affecting our business. Can we please sort this out? Yeah. But what is the story you are going to read me today, Paul? There's an interesting chapter in this book called Ghosts Without Souls. And what they're specifically talking about Ooh, are ghosts. A bit like No Face. What's No Face? Out of Spirited Away. Oh. Uh, it's a mask. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's just this void. It's a void. It's not that. It's, it's more like, a ghost like with no soul. ghosts of buses or trains. Ah. You know, things like that. And for some reason, pigs. They don't consider pigs have souls. Well, that's the Christian tradition. Is it? Yes. Pigs have souls. No, that no. Pig this has, is how they, no animal has a soul. Yeah, only humans have well, a soul. Then why do they bother saving them for God. the ark? Because they're, it's nice to eat them. them. They're there for you. The her- all the seeds and the herbs are there for you and the pigs. So this one story comes from the Tower of London, and it's a ghost without a soul, apparently, and it's an interesting story. I shall read it thus. So this comes from the Tower of London, which is, you know, saturated with ghosts, apparently. It's, bl- it's, it's a very old building, with isn't ghosts. it? Lots many, of murders, many lots of deaths, executions many and stuff. Sad, many, Mary, Queen of Scots, died there, didn't Beheaded. she, or something? Yeah. But she apparently haunts three locations around the UK. Yeah, so she's bullshit. busy. I think it's the main ghost in the Tower of London and then some helper ghosts helping her out in a busy speed. No, but period. honestly, are there any ghosts whose hair could be pubic, keeps growing? I and don't is there know. Any they've been depicted like with a huge no, there's bush. Been, there's been no study on ghost pubis. There's been no. I'm obsessed study with it now. I'm ghost. just thinking these ghostly zombie-like figures with huge bushes dragging on the ground. Paranormal, Whoa. paranormal like pubis. Draggy, draggy bush mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. Continue. So the man who made this entry is a guy called Edmund Lenthal Swift who in 1814 was appointed Keeper of the Crown Jewels and was in the office until 1842. Um, The account of what he saw on Sunday evening of October 1817 is best left to him. And now this is from from him. They don't have the actual date in October. Just says October 1817. This is what Edmund says. I was at supper with the wife, our little boy, and my wife's sister in the sitting room of the Jewel House, which is said to have been the doleful prison of Anne Boleyn and one of the ten bishops whom Oliver Cromwell piously accommodated there. Do you like the voice? Is it spooky? It's working for me. Yeah, getting, getting the willies. willies. <laughs> the doors were all closed, heavy, with dark curtains draped up front of them. Oh, yeah. The only <laughs> light in the room. There's no... <laughs> Beef curtain. No, there's no... <laughs> Sorry. No pubis. I'm sorry. Hanging up. I'm up getting. Front. I'm just can't stop thinking about it. I can't <laughs> stop thinking about pubis. Huge ghostly grey merkins <laughs> engulfing my face. The only light in the room was that of two candles upon the table. A, a flutter, flutter. I sat at the front of the table. My son on the right. My wife fronting the chimney piece, which <laughs> sounds fucking filthy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What's that phrase about? It's just in front of it, probably, yeah. And my sister was on the opposite side. Oh, yeah. I had offered a glass of wine and water to my wife. And when on putting it to her lips, she paused and exclaimed, Good God, what is that? Spunk, love. (laughs) Stop ruining my spooky story. I'm sorry, I can't. Try, try to not think about ghost pube. <laughs> oh, spunk. I looked up and saw a cylindrical figure like a glass tube. Something about the thickness of my arm. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, 
the subtext. <laughs> Hovering between the ceiling oh, and the table. The contents appeared to be a dense white fluid. Oh, my God. I'm not joking. This is what it says. Oh, Incessantly rolling and mingling within the cylinder. You know what this reminds me of, though? Just now thinking. Prince of Darkness. Because oh, in that, yeah. there's a big cylinder yeah, that contains evil. It's a scientific thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's all quantum devil thing. But that's what it's th I'm thinking of now. I'm thinking of a, a creamy white cylinder. <laughs> so bizarre. Um, what is it like? Ectoplasm? This it doesn't say. It just says it looked like a tube of swirling white liquid. This lasted about two minutes. When it began to move away from my sister-in-law, following the oblong shape of the table before my son and myself, it passed behind my wife, paused for a moment over her right shoulder, observed that there is no mirror opposite in which she could then behold it, though she's saying she didn't know it was behind her, I guess. Instantly, she crouched down, and with both hands covering her shoulders, she shrieked out, Oh Christ, for it has seized me! With both hands covering her shoulders. She, she grabbed this the shoulders guy, like this. I hope this guy was a good guardsman or whatever because he was a terrible writer. He was, she went, ooh, yeah, and grabbed the shoulders. Never, why would you fucking say that? Maybe it's how they wrote back like then. That. Yeah. One, specifically, she went into the sort of yeah. race position. Yeah. Right. Well, it, okay. And says, it has seized me. The huge dildo filled with cum. Even now, as I write, I feel the horror of that moment. I caught up my chair, striking at the appearance with a blow that hit against the wainscot behind her. It's part of the room for whatever. Wainscoting. I think it's that stuff, the boarding at the bottom, isn't it? Okay. It then crossed the upper end of the table and disappeared into the recess in the opposite window. And that's the end of the story. That is a good one, isn't it? Because it's very formless and it's very... It's, a, it's, is that, it's not a soulless, but... Well, we just don't know what it is. It has no specifics that uh, tie it to one uh, person. No, he, all he saw was apparently a glass tube full of spunk. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it took his wife from behind. Yeah. I think there's sort of a... What? You know. What? Paging Dr. Freud sort of thing going on there, isn't there? Yeah, it's like, I was there Basically, with my... you know, I'd say, yeah, if I was the policeman, he's told him about that, I'd go, listen, son, wank it off. Just wank it off. <laughs> Have a wank. I've seen a spooky ghost, yes, sir. come filled How dare you, said, take my story for humour, for it is a true story of horror. She was fronting my mucky place. Let me repeat the story again to you, officer. I want this taken down in the clearest possible manner. My wife bent forward <laughs> over a table, was screaming, it has seized me. And the spunk and tube grabbed her. Wank it off, mate. <laughs> so there we go. Book number one. No, that was fascinating because it could even be reinterpreted by people who look at that now and saying, oh, it was some kind of thing that's not yeah. supernatural. Do you know what I mean? Like some kind of time travel or alien yeah. thing. You know? Yeah. It could we fit into those know. things as well. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. But in our minds, it could it's be some kind of atmospheric effect or something, you know? Could have been a tube of wisp of air or something. Yeah. We just don't know. We just a don't cyclone, know. Maybe. Yeah. Book number two. Oh, he's been peering out at me. That's been giving me the willies. Yeah, it's called Ghost Hunting with Derek Akora, oh. star of TV's Most Haunted. He didn't fucking write this either, did he? I bet he did. Or certainly he sat in a corner drunk, recounting it to someone yeah. as they typed it down. Yeah. And then fucking Sam, he fucking had it. All that shit. Fucking, yeah, so Look at him peering out. This book is a collection of his adventures as a ghost hunter, his stories. And I, and I was reading through it very briefly, and they're all kind of the same. But this one might be the dullest ghost story I've ever fucking heard in my life. Would you uh, like to hear it? I'm ready. So it won't give it's me called release. A Call He's to the Local Radio Station. And you can imagine his face. Look and at I'll, his fucking face looking at me. And I will adjust my Scouse accent to fit the book. Okay, good. I recall being contacted by a DJ called Peter from the local radio station. A lady called Sandra had written to him from her home in the Wirral. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Uh, me, Paul, not Derek. <laughs> Come on, I like the To accent. tell him that she was being bothered by strange occurrences in her kitchen. Lights would be switched on and off randomly. The kitchen was always cold no matter what steps she took to heat it. And she's also aware of a feeling of being watched when she's in the room. She's very worried and asked Peter whether he could help by contacting someone who might be able to help her. I arranged to meet Peter at her house later that week. We arranged at the appropriate time outside a modern, semi-detached house, no more than 10 years old, and we were met at the door by Sandra. See what he's doing there, he's saying, see, ghosts can be anywhere. Not just old castles, it's even a modern house like this. to you. Yeah. yeah. She ushered us into her bright sitting room, where she told us of the curious event she'd been experiencing. I asked Sandra to take me to the kitchen area. Immediately, I entered 
and I felt <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I entered and I felt the atmosphere change. I uh, doubt whether this could have been picked up by any equipment, but it would easily have been oh, discernible no, to good. a sensitive completely such as myself. Yeah. yeah. No, you wouldn't be able to do it with science. Yeah. Or actually but, tell but I felt it because yeah. I'm special. Yeah. You However, tingled. the sudden and dramatic drop in temperature would easily have been registered by even the most rudimentary of thermometers and would have been noticeable to anyone walking in the room. I looked around. There was a draft. And there was all the usual items in the kitchen, a cooker, a toaster, a washing machine, etc. My attention was drawn to the refrigerator, which was standing in a small alcove <laughs> oh, next on. to the back door. You've had problems with your freezer, haven't you, I said. Yes, said Sandra. No, this is... There have been countless problems with it, and yet the engineer could figure out nothing wrong with it. I think you'll find, I said, that your problems are being caused by a man in spirit, which is how he talks about dead people, who has had links with this house. Uh, lives in the freezer. But, but with a building from a previous time on this land. Oh, my word. She agreed that before the small housing estate in which she lived had been built, a farmhouse and outbuilding had stood on the land beforehand. I described it the man to her and although she said she'd never met the farmer for fucking course why could she fucking yeah. meet the why fucking farmer why would she meet farmer? a dead farmer who hasn't been there for fucking Fuck years because he thought maybe you recognised him from poking his head out the fridge and going oh, alright alright dear mate calm down oh, I've got a fucking cow here <laughs> she was I'm well aware that he, okay so even though she'd not met the farmer or knew him but she was aware that he had a bad temper and no one Ooh, was welcome onto his land. Oh, because the freezer cold. So what, you come back from the dead to fuck up with someone's freezer? Anyway, I told Sandra that after he had passed to the spirit, he very much resented the fact that a distant family member had sold the farmhouse and the property to a developer. He was demonstrating his displeasure by coming into her house and playing with her refrigerator. <laughs> I know you have two children, I said. Would one of them happen to be a very sensitive boy? and she agreed that her son was indeed a most sensitive and shy child. The spirit man is using Adam's energy to help him in destructive ways, I told her. Oh. The way to go about this is for me to get close to Adam's psychic energies and absorb them away from the man. He will then be unable to get up to his tricks because he won't be strong enough. And she said, get the fuck out of my house, you fucking... Well, maybe she I was mean, Irish. I mean, know. literally he says, Sandra was a bit dubious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my fucking son. As she thought that his son might have to take part in some ritual, but I'm sure that all I would need to do is meet Adam and hold his hand for oh, a moment or two. Oh, God, it's She was relieved. Nasty. Sandra agreed I should meet again when Adam and his sister was there. I warned that it would be best to empty the fridge freezer and turn it off until I returned as I felt that the spirit man, knowing I was about to cut off his energy, would attempt to cause a big problem this with a piece of equipment in one last act of defiance. This guy's such a fucking hack. It's like, you know, at least in Ghostbusters, you opened the fridge and there was a demon yeah. dog inside. It's like, no, he's an angry farmer who hates your fridge. <laughs> I was happy to report that after meeting Adam and his sister, I was able to put the end to the problem that Sandra and their family had been experiencing due oh. to the old farmer. And then I went, that's 500 quid, love. Yeah, right. So... That that's basically the story. Fuck him. What a horrible cunt. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Like con Well, man. I shall be talking about yeah. him and my experiences with him in my forthcoming book, Paul Gannon Ain't Afraid of No Ghost okay. on Unbound. That's some things Link to on say. our website. I, I'm not, not much to say. He was a psychic, and I consider them all frauds. Yeah. Nice guy, but I think he was believing the shit he was peddling. There, you that's my opinion. It? Yeah. So, we have one more book to end this spooky Halloween well, session. Are you ready? Um, I have to say, Paul, I will not have been scared, except by my own imagination of the Merkin tribe of zombie... Mer well, Merkin zombies. Well, stay tuned, because it, for our next this? book, you're going to literally Is become... there any muff hair in no, this? No, you fucking... Woo! You fucking ruined that! <laughs> Fuck you. Creepy crawlers, you can make a bug, make a worm, make a slug! Creepy crawlers. How creepy can you make them? Not creepy enough. So get busy, pour the plastic goop. For gory details, use goop effects. Once the hideous bug maker does its work, you'll have stomach churning, disgustingly realistic bugs! Now that works. What could be creepier? Creepy Crawler's Bug Maker, light bulb not included, refills each sold separately from Jack's Pacific. Over here, I'm a boglin. Me and my buddies need a place to hide out. <laughs> Come a little closer. <laughs> oh, did I scare you? Oh, I do that so well. If you take us home, we'll kiss your Aunt Martha. <laughs> we'll eat your peas. And we hope you know lots of girls. 
The name's Boglitz. You sold separately. And we're looking for good homes. Maybe yours. <laughs> I heard him yelling in the castle. Fix me. His name's Big Frank. Fix me. I said, I'm going to fix you. My <laughs> talking monster, Big Frank. I'll fix you, Big Frank. Monster Boy Fix. <laughs> I need feel now, Frank. It's always fun to fix him! My doggy monster, Big Frank! Thank you. Big Frank talks and his eyes light up. Battery's not included. Fix me! This next book, Mr. Silver, Are you gonna blow off? Gives you the chance to be a ghost hunter. Because we are gonna be playing Choose Your Own Adventure 52, Ghost Hunter by Edward Packard the originator of the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Is he the one? Because there, there were a few authors who wrote them, weren't there? Yeah, but he was the guy who started it all it off. It all certainly off. mainstreamed and it. Was he somehow associated with role-playing games? No. There's a really good video on Toy Galaxy recently about this chain of books, and they talk about how basically he used to read the, this a guy used to read um, stories to his kids at night, and one day he ran out of ideas. So he said, well, what do you think they should do next? And they went, oh, that's good, and then developed it. <laughs> the end of this low-key cheap show Halloween special. Ooh, did I give you the willies? No. Did I give you a... Half a willy. I gave you half a... Semi, a semi-willies. Uh, semi-willies. Yeah, I gave you the semi. I was scared by my own vision of, of the, the Merkin, Merkin zombies. Merkin. The grey lady and her Merkin of yeah. <sighs> Jerking to Merkin. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> So, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, uh, it is patreon.com forward slash cheap show. Give what you can, but only if you can and if you decide to. There's access to videos and magazines and behind the scenes stuff and extra, extra podcasts. Stuff. Thank you Lots so of much. lovely extras for you to dive into if you or decide to join us. the fold. Pictures for this episode are on our website, thecheapshow.co.uk. You keep saying someone's about to turn up? Keep looking yes. at your watch. Why I know, you I know. Your watch? I'm expecting Who's someone. Who? What? They, why haven't you told me about this? I've got a confession Who's, to make. What? I've got a horrible Who's truth to reveal. Who's coming in the house of eggs, mash and sausage? Tell me. I mean, why? Shut this up is out going on about it. <laughs> it's really hard to fucking tell you who is coming when you keep fucking going on about the question itself. But who is? So, have you ever wondered... <laughs> have you ever wondered how we got the podcast back? I have, you know. What? How did we get the podcast? I thought we just dropped it as a sort of gimmick I, thing a few weeks ago. I spoke to Biffo, and while I was there, he said he'd be happy to give me the podcast back completely right, if I did one favour for him. What's that? Okay, so not him directly. I thought I'd do a favour for someone else. What? what? And then we'd get our podcast back. Fine, we've got it back then. You did the favour, yeah? You I'm, did it. I'm about to do the thing. Well, what? That's no, what I'm don't, saying. No, I don't like what you're saying. What do I have to do? Who's that? This is the favour. Come in. Oh, hello, it's me. It's the Venus. The Venus is here. Paul, what the fuck is Venus doing here? I don't like this. Why is he in here? I made a deal uh, to help Venus. And if I did this thing, we'd get our podcast back. I'm not, and I said I'd do it in, at Halloween when the, 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 the veil between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. And so, um, Venus, tell them, you tell them what you want. Venus wants your eyes, Eli. Eli's? And the beans? What the fuck is he? What? Paul, he wants my eyes. I don't understand. I said, I said I'd give <laughs> Venus Fucking you did what? your eyes. Well, I, 
I'm going. I'm leaving. No, get back here. Come in. Stay there. Fuck off. <laughs> Stay there. Oh. Venus, tell him what you need the eyes for. What does he need the eyes for? Does the bean demon wants your eyes? What's the eyes for beans? Is it beans for the bean demon? He wants my eyes to start some kind of apocalypse based on beans. Yes. And your eyes are going to be the keys to no. opening that portal. I just need. I'm sorry. I said You're I'd on do my it. shit list now. I you know that. I said I'd do this. I said I'd do this. Just, just lie down and, no. and take it like I a. I won't let. I will not. Come on, lie down. Ah. Do it. Get off me. Oh, it's scooping time. Scoopy do. Stay there. Scoop the bean. I'm going to have to gag him. That's it. Right in the socket. Scooping. Scooping now. I'm sorry. Here you are, O Penis Lord, take these eyes and do as thine will. Two beautiful bean eyes for the Venus. Now with these, I can bring about the bean apocalypse on Earth. And the bean 